0: Welcome to Film Study in All-American Universe Podcast with Lexi. I'm Lexi. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. All those nice, wonderful, amazing things. Um, Oh man. R.I.P. R.I.P. Billy Baker. We're talking about episode 512, Lost One. Which is the episode where Laura got to have sort of grief storyline A. And we'll be following Jordan live and spencer in the next couple episodes um but this one was laura's so hope that you enjoy our thoughts on this and here they are by the way have kimberly back on the pod. forgot to say that but here we go here we go Whew. all right um what were your thoughts on this episode what would you what would you rate it
1: um about a 7 out of 10 mm, just because i thought the funeral would be like a little bit yeah, it'll be more dramatic
0: and like bigger mm, than what they gotcha. kind of made it because it was Tay Diggs. But what yeah, about you? I was surprised that they um, I was surprised that they had the funeral be so early on in the episode. Um, Jameel Turner wrote this one. Michael Shields directed this one. I'd give it a uh. I feel like I'd give it like an eight and a half, only because I was super impressed with like the performances of uh of mm-hmm. a lot of the actors. So yeah, I think the performances knocked it out. And I think some of the some of the writing I think was like understated, but I think it's gonna come back up later. So yeah, mm-hmm. eight and a half ish. Eight and a half. Um <laughs> But I wanted to start off with like what they had Laura say. A very wise man once said, life is a series of losses, but losses breed lessons and lessons create blessings. Uh, then she goes on to say that she can't necessarily find her strength. Um, and it's interesting because she goes on to say something about expectations of grief and expectations of strength can make people push down how how they're really feeling. I feel like that was a really great, intro to the episode as we got those like sort of the montage of Laura just like sitting in the bed sort of exhausted uh Liv tossing and turning uh Jordan at her side um while Liv is tossing and turning and they're sleeping in the same room and then GW coming back um and everybody get sort of getting prepped for the funeral
1: um
0: I think it was a really cool way to open the story and I think something that's crazy is that this is like all American reaches a lot of people and so many people have had opinions on um it really feels like like we lost a member of like in real life like somebody in real life that we all loved <laughs> Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or, you know, in, in general, we all loved right now, every single person. Mm-hmm. Um, but because so many people have had opinions and so many people have, um, sort of been angry at this storyline. So many people feel like I've seen a lot of like, I don't, you know, I don't think this, you know, episode was sort of emotional enough. I don't, I don't necessarily love mm-hmm. how like the actors played X, Y, Z. And I think it's really interesting yeah. to see, those expectations be placed on this story because uh, of the weight of Billy's character. And I feel like that mimics what happens in real life with grief. Um, and I'll say this, I'll say this personally, again, I thought the actors did a tremendous job of showing how different people respond to grief and that they don't respond to grief in the same ways. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that that intro in that line, that quote from her was poignant (laughs) but to get into to get into the episode um i'm gonna switch down to uh, the almighty community (laughs) i wasn't trying to lie (laughs) someone by the way speaking of people taking this grief right super seriously in this storyline affecting so deeply um Someone mm-hmm. shout out to whoever wrote this, but it was just like, I don't like that you were laughing so much. Like, like in my last podcast episode, I'm like, whoa, sorry, sorry. I mean, I'm finna laugh, <laughs> but uh sorry that it affected you like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um mm. so
0: I'll try to temper temper my laughter for, for you, kind person. Um okay. but uh getting getting back to the getting back to the community uh obviously this episode and we'll get back to laura's reaction but this episode was all about sort of laura trying to learn how to deal with her grief trying to learn how to um really just like survive and live in a world post billy uh and trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to Truthfully, truthfully, get this, get this funeral out of the way because it's all like Billy's death was very sudden, so it's very sudden for them all, and mm-hmm. they're all just trying to figure out what's the next move. Um, yeah. And part of that was that she didn't want to make this big thing with the community and with everybody else. Um, everybody else's everybody else's grief uh, that extends to Crenshaw and whoever else mm-hmm. but she just wasn't she wasn't a fan she was just like i want to keep it i want to keep it to uh, to us uh close friends family no more than 15 people and looking in that church it was like no more than 10 people but
1: <laughs> literally like, 10 people oh like, like what are
0: I don't even think I remember seeing like GW like Pantu in the did we see GW Pantu in the church?
1: Now that I'm thinking about it I don't so, yeah, the pan- I remember like, seeing the him the was so weird to me like they didn't at first show like one part everyone's laughing they didn't show Jordan, they didn't show Spencer but they didn't show Jordan and then one part where they were panning they didn't show Layla at first then they finally showed it so it was like the weirdest Type of yeah. cut he did to like trying to do that part. I was like, okay. I agree, and then just I don't know, like the where
0: everybody was seated. And I don't know if that was intentional. Like Spencer was seated closer to the back, probably to reference, and we'll get back to this, but probably to reference that he was trying to, you know, push his grief process mm-hmm. to the back burner and all that. But it was yeah, it was really interesting how that the blocking I'd say of that scene and then the eventual yeah. like, editing scene ended up um mm. let me say, say this right now the pastor was just like we can accommodate more people and Laura was like look I don't care about your accommodations <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> your like, I oh, don't care really. what you can accommodate I want no more than 15 people here just mm. close friends and family um which again it ended up being that like we said we mentioned there was like 10 people there um I'll say mm. this a couple of things a couple of things was it me or was the choir kind of off? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I was back at the choir. And I was like, well, they're, they're small. I get it. It was so small. I really don't remember what song they were singing. Like, It uh,
0: was with Jesus is my I portion. I love words. it. Oh. Um, but like, <laughs> I don't know. It felt like they were all. <laughs> <laughs> felt like they were trying to harmonize i think it's really tr- I, I think it's really hard to harmonize live on a on mm. on like on a set because you can't really hear yourself and there's mm. so many things going on so that's why they often have things pre-recorded mm. so that like you can sing along to the track but i don't feel like this was pre-recorded mm. like i actually felt like they were so-
1: <laughs> oh my it probably was, but looking back, like the funeral in itself, I was like, y'all could have put more effort into the situation. Like the only I felt one part I felt when Denise was like, take a time, baby. I said that's a real black person, so like they they made that as a funeral reference for sure because they'll and say you that. Know what?
0: And I'm glad that you said that because the other the other uh time that I felt that, and I think that's realistic because you know the what is it like Laura's <laughs> Laura's white uh, to be transparent right now Laura's mm-hmm. white and the the twins and some of the Beverly folks like they they even though they're a lot of them mixed they grew up in they grew up in a very like white neighborhood so it was so funny that they had I love these this is how you know black writers are in the room because explaining what a repass <laughs> is <laughs> to JJ literally <laughs> They were just like, oh, it's a funeral after
1: party. And I'm like, literally, I was like, why are we explaining this to him? And then I had to think about it, like, why are we explaining this whole situation to him in the first place? I was like, oh, okay. But I was like, they're really explaining it to him. But then I thought about it. And I don't know, just going into like JJ part real quick. But I was like, I wonder if they explained that because it was trying to take up for his drinking because he was like, oh, mm. it's a party. So let me, you know, celebration. <gasps> let me drink something.
0: Oh, see, I thought that they were explaining it because it was as a way of explaining to the broader audience what a repass is and what, like, Black culture um, is. Mm -hmm. Because they also had that moment where, uh, and this was so subtle, I loved it, but I've mentioned several times that I've grown up in church, and the fact that Spencer asked if it was okay to have Billy's picture on the pulpit... (laughs) Yeah, it's such a black true. church thing. It's such a black church thing. Like we can't mm-hmm. just be putting the picture up. We gotta ask. We gotta ask to pass mm-hmm. yeah. Uh if it's I okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I appreciated the little touches. I do wish that um <laughs> this is the problem with having a show that's like you have to stay within 42 minutes because I Feel like there was more. I definitely feel like there was more, and it like these scenes mm. probably just got cut and spliced.
1: um mm-hmm.
0: But it was interesting hearing preach do the little right. It wasn't the official eulogy because because Lib was doing the official eulogy. Yeah, but it was like a word of encouragement, and uh, he mentioned that like billy like they had dance battles, and like thanked him for giving him a job so he mm-hmm. could help his daughter and xyz um mm-hmm. and it's so funny because spencer and laura like that got a smile from everybody except those two did you notice that
1: and i don't think we did we yeah i don't think we saw jordan's reaction
0: did we I, we did. We did. He, like, gave a brief, I think, he gave a brief, oh, okay. like, little small smile. I think.
1: Oh, Let's okay. um, just saying, but yeah, right to the funeral to me, they kept just handing it to certain people, so I was just, like, I, agree. I guess. Because, like, when he, the smiling parts, it was, like, sometimes you saw one of them smile, and then one part you didn't see. It. Like, I, I thought in the scene, they didn't show him smile, or they, they didn't show him smiling, like, we didn't actually see it but they showed Spencer's smiling and Laura not smiling right exactly it was weird the way they cut it
0: yeah it was and I think it was just like and also I think that Laura and Spencer not smiling was to show that they weren't really like weren't really in a place to um yeah just weren't really in a place to smile whereas everybody else at least had a little Mm -hmm. small chuckle um Mm-hmm. more on the community and I'll include the Beverly community in this as well to your point about the repast being an after party uh jj showed up Li- okay liv said that jj was drunk jj showed up having had some sips according to him some sips of bourbon um mm-hmm. but given liv's reaction it felt like it was a little bit more than sips because she said that he reeked right of bourbon um Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i'm being so careful about how i describe this because there were opinions there were opinions on Mm -hmm. this scene of jj showing up the way that he did by the way he did actually miss the repass he missed the entire repass showed up when it was over because like the food was put away in the fridge people were gone Liv was Liv was doing dishes um and, and he even
1: said that he he dropped that shirt off or something like that. Which do you believe? Like that? He dropped that shot off at the hospital. The doc- no, I was like, what are you talking about? He what was wrong with his arm? I think his hand or something. Like I was like, huh? That didn't make no type of sense to me when he was like, yeah, I dropped that off at the the doctor because for his hand. That was like that didn't oh, really make it. Okay, like, did my like mind just yeah, auto correct? He hand.
0: dropped him off to
1: like help Jamie or something? <laughs> no. He literally said I went to the doctor to check on my oh, maybe he was covering for him. But he literally said, Hey, I'm dropping off he said I'm dropping him off for his arm and nobody questioned him. I mean well, lived didn't question it because i was like that i guess he was trying to cover up the secret of jamie in the pregnancy because he didn't tell everybody so he was just trying to. i guess that's what i think that's what he was trying to do but yeah when he said arm oh, i was so confused injury i was I, it was and it clicked to like now and i was like huh
0: that's crazy yeah i didn't even i didn't even that didn't even hit me um but yeah, regardless, that's how he showed up. And you know, Liv said what she said about him him smelling like bourbon. And did you show up here drunk? And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I can't even believe that you did this that you're choosing today. You know, essentially get out. Layla comes, is like, what's going on? Because it's getting a little bit louder. And, you know, she's just mm-hmm. like, JJ showed up drunk, um, and I can't take the lies. And so, yeah, again, get out. Uh and you know, Liv walks off.
1: I thought that was. More shattering.
0: Yes, yes, uh, and then Liv walks off, and Layla says to JJ, "Like you're literally, you're literally trash." Um, mm-hmm. Again, the f- interesting thing is, I feel like no one's reaction was wrong, right? Like having drinks when somebody passes away is completely normal. I think is a completely Mm -hmm. normal response. Um, Mm -hmm. So too is live, right? Being a recovering Mm -hmm. addict, this is your parents repass, and this is your home. And you see Mm -hmm. one of your friends show up drunk, given all of that context, like you're a recovering addict who struggled with alcohol recently, You know, recently in the, probably about a year now, a year or so removed, maybe a year Mm -hmm. and a half. Um, And again, your dad just died and and it's this whole context. Plus, Layla's end of (laughs) knowing that your best friend is dealing with all that, dealing with her dad. Um, You know, also your boyfriend, like this is your boyfriend's dad's, uh, like repass and again your friend is showing up drunk Mm -hmm. so i think all of those Mm -hmm. all of those reactions are valid and all of them have a place i think just naturally i tend to sympathize a little more with with live and layla's end of it uh because again it's just like Mm -hmm. and not counting the context that we know about jj he might be struggling with alcoholism which live was just like an episode ago or two episodes ago she was like you should probably get a handle on that you've been drinking no. a lot but again like i, I don't yep. think she's in the space to be thinking about all of that um but i so i completely understood like you choose it i don't i was i don't know i was putting myself in this situation um and i was just like yeah, i don't know you could you couldn't ask me not to say anything if in my mind like somebody was acting out during my family members repass um miss
1: the whole event just to to, just to show up yeah yeah like i probably would have said the same thing to him honestly i felt that they had every right to say that especially layla and Liv, because like she said it's it's my dad's funeral my repass like it wasn't your time to come in there be drunk you know and think that was okay like and then go look for food like if you knew you wasn't gonna come I really would kick them out, Ben kicked them out. But I was like, you could have just stayed in your car. Something else to coming inside because you know that this was your friend's dad who passed away and it was difficult on her. Like you can tell all of them. So it's like, why do that? And then think that, you know, everything was gonna be cool and I felt the comments was valid, like I felt everything that she said, like I don't get why people are mad about that. I get it in in some ways, but to like be like, oh, she's a hypocrite for calling out JJ. No, she called him out because it's her dad passed passed away. Like y'all, y'all not gonna tell me that if something comes to your, your house and do the same thing, y'all just gonna be okay. Oh, we gotta be comfort. We have to do all this because you know JJ is going through. No, I'm gonna do what I need to do and keep it moving because it's not the time of the place. Yeah, time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a time and a place that is that's me is a time and a place um and to that point again I don't think that Layla and Olivia were upset that JJ was drinking like just the act of drinking or that he felt like that was what he needed to do to cope that's not what they were upset about Mm-hmm. it was the greater context of in my mind right you show up you miss the event you you're mm-hmm. seemingly drunk again in the presence of a recovering addict whose dad just died mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and th- that's triggering like that's no wh- matter which way you slice it that's triggering for live um that's triggering for layla watching live go through a similar thing to what she went through a couple years ago with her mom passing away mm-hmm. um in terms of losing mm-hmm. a parent so yeah and to i mean obviously and we know we know we know that jj is struggling and i not making light of that and so i don't think again i don't think anybody's reaction in that situation was not valid um and personally for me, I just tend to naturally sort of sympathize uh with, with Olivia and Layla. But wanted to talk about that because again, um, people had a lot of opinions. And I think it goes back to what I said at the top, is just that like this this storyline of Billy's death has like has really hit a chord with people in real life, like art imitates mm-hmm. life, and so people like are really I think being triggered by a lot of the things that they're dealing with in the show and a lot of the reactions that they're dealing with in the show.
1: Mm-hmm. A-
0: another reaction that f- folks got triggered by, um, Laura and Jabari, right? Laura seemingly blaming, mm-hmm. and I'll talk about it from Jabari's and Jabari sort of trying to figure out when to go see the family or whatever. And Laura not necessarily mm-hmm. being keen on inviting him in obviously he comes spencer lets him in uh, early at the repass um and she's just like like why is he here essentially kicks him out of the repass um at some point in time this is probably after the incident with the potatoes which we'll get back to uh, but at some point kicks him out um jordan eventually calls him up and tells him that it wasn't Jabari's fault and that Billy would have gone back for any one of his players. Um, eventually Laura comes around and she's just like, you know what? You know, Billy gave up his life for you. So with that you have to honor him and honor the sacrifice that he made. And you know, Jabari was like, I give you my word, and she was like, Look, sir, <laughs> look, sir, your word isn't good enough. <laughs> your word ain't good enough and I'm like she said I need a commitment I I don't know I love that line because I feel like that's so true she was just like look I'm not even taking your word right now my husband died like I'm gonna need to see some results
1: I just feel like that's so true to grief no especially now because that's gonna lay on Jabari more too because like now he's gotta figure out if he's what he's about to do in his life is he about to go to coastal and actually be the star player? Is he about to stand up for his community? Like he has a lot to think about now because, like you said, like Laura said, he sacrificed his life for you. And in the end, you you're you have to do what you need to do in order to live up to his name. Well, not his name, but what he did for you. Yeah, live up sense. to that
0: sacrifice. Live up to that sacrifice. Like you got in, in, in intents and purposes, like right. What did Asher say? uh i got a second chance at life um so you got a second chance at life mm-hmm. and what are you going to do with about it and speaking of asher to that point asher was also thinking about that and what he said is that you know coach baker would want him to spend this opportunity this close call into a positive right before right before he told jj mm-hmm. that he was going to be a dad you know when jj was doing a mental health check on him mm-hmm. so it looks like asher is going to and i be you know could see this coming right with the interviews that nk had but asher is going to mm-hmm. really use this opportunity to not fall back into you know maybe what he would have fallen back into season 3 and prior
1: mm-hmm. especially now as a kid so <laughs> he's gonna be he a whole daddy going too much like he's gonna
0: be a whole father mm-hmm. <laughs> that's crazy if they don't do anything to Jamie Ooh, yeah yeah yes we already touched on 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 JJ it looks like he's struggling with again he's struggling with an addiction himself he's and to that point this is something that I missed at the top um, when we were talking about him and, and the repass is that he really hasn't been around much. He really hasn't been around much. Like, we haven't seen him since, we steadily haven't seen him since around episode six, um, when he sort of had his big blow up and left. But other than that, we've seen him once, and that was sort of get back on track with Asher. Um, and, you know, yeah we he, he's really sort of removed himself uh from his friends and i and even at the end there like with mm-hmm. the, uh with the memorial service on billy baker field he was even standing outside of the fence so it'll be interesting to follow up on his story and see where that goes down the line obviously you know being kicked out and mm-hmm kicked out of the Baker's house for that moment, right? I don't, I feel like you know, Olivia Layla, they'll calm down. So it was not like a never ending thing, right? Like a never come back around here again. But, you know, it'll be Mm -hmm. interesting to see what that story is moving forward because that was a little bit of a cliffhanger for JJ. Let me take this moment to do the aside (laughs) on uh (laughs) This random patient storyline that got placed in this episode and for the uh, life yeah. of me I cannot figure out why. <laughs> I was
1: trying to remember who the person was, like trying to like who was, was Nico? Like, Is was that the friend that fan that she met? With? Yes. <laughs> that was so random well, from the first meeting I thought it was something. But I was like, it was just kinda random now how they placed it. Because I was like, <laughs> But I just think it didn't belong in this right episode.
0: Now. Yeah. I just think it didn't belong in the episode. I think that's something <laughs> that you can bring back. And I understand that they have Chelsea for a limited time. And they can't, like, abandon everything. But for the episode after Billy's mm. passing, I I feel like you can pause on this story and not include it for, like, maybe another episode. Like, I feel like it could have gone in, in one of the other grieving episodes and still the still the same effect would have been had like we would still have enough time to build the story mm-hmm. up um but it in this one it was just like really we're really seeing patients deal with a crazed fan <laughs> right now i feel like there's so much more that we should be focusing on other than spending time on seeing patients avoid Literally. text messages from this girl <laughs> And it didn't take up a lot of time. So it wasn't even about the time. It was just about... It was just... It felt so
1: unnecessary. Weird. And, and weird. Exactly. So they could have placed that, they could have placed that yeah, in any other episode. Well, I really feel like it would have fit in the other episodes because it really isn't about her. If she's going to be in the episodes because it's not really about her in these next episodes to meet, unless they just kind to put people, you know, in some stories besides the characters we're supposed to be seeing so i don't know
0: yeah and the thing with me is i'm like i i would have you know i still don't feel like it would have been a perfect fit in the other episodes but i think especially in the next episode after billy died (laughs) it just felt like i think you know once we get into live being the a story they're starting to get sort of more back into life and i think the further along we get in these grief episodes where you know laura gets the a live gets the a jordan gets the a like the further Mm. along we go and then spencer gets the a the further along we go into those episodes the more Mm. closer to like in quotation marks normalcy we'll get so like there's opportunities to place that Mm -hmm. patient's storyline in in one of the other episodes (laughs) i just don't think this one was it Mm -hmm. i I don't think it was it at all but again i think it's just like i understand that y'all have Mm -hmm. chelsea for a limited number of episodes but again y'all can just like this could have been one of those things that you just like caught us up on the next time she was there Mm -hmm. um this is going to be like some stalker thing like you could have just you know caught us up on it like patients could have just said in passing like oh yeah she was like sending me these crazy texts um and i think that would have been fine i think we still would have got the storyline we still would have got the gist it just would have been distracting distracting from more important things Mm -hmm. at hand um anyway i know that was a random aside but that's how i felt it happened in the episode (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, literally it's weird I feel like Liv and Jordan were almost like the if Laura's the A, Spencer's the B Jordan and Liv are the C um, again we started mm-hmm. off with them sleeping in the same room um, Patience is helping Liv make up the bed Liv is really trying to figure out how to help her mom mm-hmm. <sighs> let me say this Sam killed it. Sam killed it. Yeah, like he did. Liv looked horrible. <laughs> like just awful. It looked like she didn't <laughs> get any sleep. Makeup and <laughs> all, yeah. Literally. And I was just like, I mean, hats off to the makeup department. But I was also like, Sam, like, did you legitimately like not get sleep to prepare for this role? Or is the makeup department just doing an amazing <laughs> job? it was almost like, you know, bare, bare makeup. And it really like, we really saw how like young Olivia is in this episode. Like she just looked like a young girl who was lost. And I think that was, again, hats off to mm-hmm. Sam, hats off to the to the makeup department for that. Um, you know, she asked Spencer, you know, how Jabari is doing. Um, she has a whole conversation with Spencer. On her end of that conversation, she uh says that she has to do the eulogy and she doesn't really know where to start and so Spencer encourages her to start with you know her dad is since she can't talk about him mm-hmm. in the past tense um so again yeah. that was about her and she was like just trying to do whatever she could to help her mom and trying to do whatever she could to make it through the funeral to make it through the eulogy simultaneously Mm-hmm. Jordan is trying to be the rock of the family the man of the family the man of the, the, man of the baker house mm-hmm. um, and the first time we see him he's really like being vulnerable with Layla because he's trying to go find his dad's blue suit um, he calls her because he can't go into the closet and mm-hmm. get it again she encourages him and she's like you know if it's okay you know, we'll go into the closet, we'll get it together, after reassuring him that, like, essentially what happened to his dad is life. Um, mm-hmm. These are just such sad moments, it's really hard to talk about this. Um, anyway, they they were leaning on each other, yeah. I felt like, in this episode. It's specifically, uh, Liv was leaning on Jordan a lot, I think. Um, and, and Jordan was stepping up a lot. But, Eventually, Liv is, like, unable to read the eulogy. Jordan steps in. um, And it took me three... I watched this episode three times. And it took me until the third watch to realize that he said he'd love to know more about his dad. In addition to the fact that he loved the color blue. And so that was just such an interesting Mm. line to me. And I think it was indicative of, like... (laughs) Live and Jordan in this whole episode, like, right, like, Liv later telling Spencer, like, my dad was my everything. Um, and Jordan trying to mm. figure out how to take on, like, the weight of the world and the responsibility of Liv and Laura um, and not really mm. taking time for himself. Obviously, he has that moment with Layla later where she's just, like, you know, take some time for you, duck out, and he's just like, I gotta think about Live and my mom and she's just like I'll take care of him go he talks to GW where they talk about fireworks the color blue boys mm-hmm. to men etc and so it's just like he was just trying to <laughs> Liv was trying to like figure out how to put into words her feelings and I feel like Jordan was like on a mission to know more about his dad so what did you think about like those two storylines for the two of them
1: I liked it because it leads into, well, especially Liv's, Liv's whole episode of her just trying to, you know, have that closure and feel like she is, you know, being okay with this, but also not being okay. Because, like, you saw at the end, like, she's trying to make a difficult decision if she's going to relapse or not. Right. So I feel like she was, she was doing her best. Like she said, she was trying to figure out how to help her mom, and she couldn't really help her mom. So then she's, like, thinking about that, then thinking about, okay, like, she, you said, Spencer said that to her, her dad was everything to her, and, like, she helped the community, and now that's thinking of, like, just little small moments, you kind of can tell, like, Liv was trying to be supportive of stuff, and then trying to get that smile, but it really didn't work, so then she's just trying to think of things that, you know, didn't really work, and even at the funeral, she was just kind of sitting there, like, she had a smile, she couldn't even get through the whole eulogy. She couldn't even say the eulogy. Like Jordan had to come up there and help her. So it was interesting right. to see just how she's taking it, but how she's really going to take it in her the next episode. Like as you know, the come and stuff, but just how she really deals with that. And that's probably going to be Sam's best acting she has been on the show. So I'm really intrigued to kind of see that part too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's like it's like Liv was. With- like trying to i think you said it well it's like like she was trying to smile in the entire episode and never quite reached smiling um and obviously mm-hmm. like she was a she was a daddy's girl we all know about about live uh all the way back mm-hmm. to all the way back to her being the first person to forgive him right what after the whole affair happened um mm-hmm. so she she was really taking this hard and yeah it'll be interesting to see how this leads into her episode. We do not have the synopsis yet, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this leads into her her episode. It's going to be a very, very emotional episode.
1: Um, No, I'm just saying, like, even for Jordan, like, we really, you know, he had those small moments where, like, he would talk to Layla or small moments where he was with himself. But to me, I don't feel like he fully had that cry moment or that breakdown. yet. Like, Like, he actually... Happen because, like, like you said, we watched his father die in front of him, so he just instantly trying to step up and be everything to everyone, like Spence is that can weigh on you. And I'm like, Him and Spence, I feel like hopefully we'll have a conversation about that in the future. Hopefully, just them kind of talking because in the episode, yeah, they have the moment, everybody, but at the same time, you know. We saw Jordan have like with that small smile with Layla and stuff like that, or in the end. But like, we really haven't seen him fully process it. Yeah. Or you know, just take, he took that time to himself, but fully like, boohoo, like get mad if he's gonna get mad. Like we may see Spencer do. We'll probably see Spencer do that, but we haven't really got that with him. Like, it was all about me stepping up. Especially with Jabari in that scene. I felt like he was just trying to yeah make sure everything was okay.
0: And that's interesting because now that I'm thinking about it, it's like when Layla said, like, hey, if you need to duck out and clear your head, um, she was really saying that so he could take some time for himself. And he sat with himself for, like, a couple of seconds. And then to your point, it then became about telling Jabari that it wasn't his fault um then it became about organizing this Mm -hmm. memorial which you know he went to Layla and was just like now I gotta throw this memorial Mm -hmm. right I gotta throw this memorial for my dad um and then her Mm -hmm. being like you know are you sure you're okay with your mom not being okay with that also I just I don't shout out Mm -hmm. to the to the lines that they gave Layla in terms of I really truly think that she was the only one like in this episode explicitly or like who stated these things um to mm-hmm. like as they're offering advice or offering suggestions to be like would it be okay are mm-hmm. you if you did this are you okay if we do this and so like obviously people were checking in and saying yeah. like are you okay to people but like in terms of like mm-hmm. suggesting things being like and are you really okay with like this Mm -hmm. actually happening like this action taking place Mm -hmm. um so shout out to that but to your point i think yeah jordan jordan hasn't Mm -hmm. dealt
1: with it i think (laughs) this is something i want to he keeps moving from one end to the other yeah yeah like he He didn't really follow one he he did follow
0: layla's advice but then it just like it quickly went away because he yeah it was now, I gotta help Jabari, and now I gotta plan the memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, so, very interested mm-hmm. to see where his storyline goes from here, especially because it is so closely aligned in terms of like him not necessarily processing his grief with what's happening with Spencer. And we'll get back to mm-hmm. Spencer in a second. Um, but so, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how the writers navigate that uh, because they it is such a similar story they're telling with both Jordan and Spencer. Um, so, yeah. Even, even with Layla, too. Even with Layla, too, right? Like, we've seen her. Uh, will, will we see Layla grieve? Like, we've seen her cry. She, she was crying throughout the episode. She had, you know, watery eyes throughout the episode. But, you know, it, it definitely seems like she's, she's stepping up, like, you know, Liv thanks Spencer for being the glue for the family. He's stepping up and, you know, we've seen Layla step up too for mm-hmm. both, for the, both Jordan and Liv. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting, all right, here's the other thing, here's the other thing. Tell me that plate wasn't huge. <laughs> Tell me that plate wasn't huge. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't care if on the plate. It looks like random geez. items. I was like, Is this a
0: and piled this. that plate. I was just like, did somebody bring sushi? Is that sushi on
1: the plate? It not look. It didn't look good. She was just I like, was my like, man, my man, my man. Too, why was I'm, <laughs> I? Was like confused because I keep trying to out what this G W when he talked to Jordan, and then at the end he was just looking. Like why would the camera do that? Like the camera just kind of walked, like I don't know if he was trying to laugh or what he was doing. With GW. Like, just, See, I the took weird angle. I took that as yeah. GW
0: being like understanding what's going on for Jordan and Layla. Like what was his line? It was just like, oh, she comes bearing something, right? Um, but yes, yeah. her her coming was a nod to and him smiling was a nod to like Jordan being taken care of because he saw that like Layla was coming to check on him, coming with food, um, etc. That that's another story for another day, but uh I think Jordala won over some people <laughs> last night. Um, another story for another day. Um uh, but, but seeing, you know, with everybody seeing how Layla was was helping him. Um but yeah, so I assume that it was because he was like he was approving, right? He was approving um this is the last thing
1: like i said i
0: hope that i'm curious to see where jordan's story goes i hope that they don't drop the fact that he said he wants to know more about his dad um and him being really shocked like these are such small subtle moments but him being really shocked that like some some of these things that he's finding out about his dad and then he asked and he's just like and i want to know more about my dad we we want to know more about my dad so he invited everybody to come up and say i think i'll struggle with that some words yeah no i agree i agree because i'm like i i feel like and i hope that they don't just drop this that jordan might not feel like he actually like fully knew his dad and i don't know i just feel like the seeds were planted for that but can we talk about that's what he when he invited people to come up and speak. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> Coop and Patience why you up? someone explained to me why <laughs>
1: Coop and Patience We never have you had a scene with Queen. Well, Coop had a scene with a singular scene where she was
0: seeing his birthday like two episodes ago. Oh, that's true. Or, or uh, when they were out at the football game when they first had
1: that game and they were watching on television.
0: Wasn't she there? I forgot Wasn't about they both that. there and he was there, and patience was there too. So look at that. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. They got that yeah. one little story. <laughs> they got that one little story. Scoop got that and she got the fact that he oh, yeah. oh my gosh. But I just I just thought that was so funny. Cause I'm like, yeah. why are y'all getting up? Y'all can sit back down, honey. <laughs> if Spit's not getting up, y'all don't gotta get up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No. I just yeah. uh, right. Why am I laughing? Because we need levity on this podcast. Nobody wants to cry
1: for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I also think about too, like they could have, if comedy wise. I was, side note, I'm glad that Denise was there. Like I'm glad they yes. showed her. Like I was like, I want more Denise, more than Grace, but I want more more Denise. <sighs> like I would about live here, it. actually check up on Laura or check up on the kids like that would be kind of cool just to see her do that and then I wonder if GW is gonna actually stay home now like you see like what's gonna happen with the house like I think, a question, so. I,
0: I think we need GW at least through Jordan like live in Jordan's episodes because I think that he brings a good balance to. Mm-hmm. and to your point Denise does as well um, they all bring a good balance to like what's what's going on I'm gonna say this real quick to you because you brought up Grace so I don't want to forget this point why was gw centering grace as billy's best friend like grace was just like how are you oh, yes, world, she did that. i i just i had a really big problem with the lack of check-ins that i felt were going towards the baker family or if somebody was mentioning like you know, if Spencer would mention like we gotta think about the Baker family, people would be like, Yeah, but meh. <laughs> And I'm just like, no, like we we actually please, like, yeah, let's let let's center them. Like we don't need need to be centering Grace as Billy's quote unquote best friend. Um, but and we do know that, you know literally and GW GW felt at peace, uh what she told Jordan. We'll go back to GW we talked mm-hmm. about, about Laura. Spencer, real quick, um, Folks were checking on Spencer, Dylan saying, you know, it's okay to not be okay. Asking Spencer how he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, Liv checking on Spencer. I think, like, Coop, Dylan, and Grace check on Spencer again. And Spencer, like we mentioned, was, you know, same as Jordan, like, pushing down his grief and running, which he eventually tells Dylan, right, running, because if he doesn't run anymore, you know, he'll, he'll stop and think, and his mind will take him back to the call that he declined with Coach Baker, and the voicemail that he received, and that would have been his last mm-hmm. conversation with Coach Baker. Um, I'll say this. Spencer- wait, wait. wait. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, go no, ahead. No. Spencer saying that he oh, was scary. built for moments like this is heartbreaking. Him yep. talking about how he lost Sean and Corey and oh, Coach yeah. Baker. And you forget like the timeline of the show that it's been, he said two years. I think it's been about two and a half, two and a half where they are right now. Yeah, Cause it was like, it's weird. It is weird. Mm-hmm. It is weird, but it has, you know, if he's rounding down to years, just two years, and in the span of two years, he'd lost all of these people. And to get to a place where you're just like, I'm built for moments like this was crazy.
1: You know, he reminded me of what? Um, he reminded me of when, side note, I watched The Flash. So, he Period. reminded me of when Barry lost Ralph. Mm. And he was just like it he, everyone kept asking him is he okay you know how iris was just asking he was just like i'm okay i'm okay all this like it was just guilting on him and like he was like i already lost my mom i already lost my dad i lost everyone else in my life i'm okay right. but then eventually he broke down like at the towards the end and was like even he went to therapy and talked about it too so i, I felt like everything that spencer felt was valid because like eventually that's going to weigh on him and i would love to see if they had like him go back to therapy and talk about that because like he didn't get the phone call he was his last phone call then you know you have your ex ex ex-girlfriend you have your you know your brother and then you know mrs baker so they are still a part of your life so you do see them every other day so that weighs on you too because it's like well you and spencer created this Y'all, you he got you in the house. You went to school. You went to Beverly. You came back to Penshaw because of Billy. Like you have been a part of his life for a long time. So, and he has molded you. You still go to him all the time for advice. How could we manage each other and still turn back around and still be, oh, you know this, this, and that? But now he doesn't have that. So it's like in his mind, he's probably just feeling like, man, like, what was the fight worth it? Was everything that we said worth it? Because at the end, I didn't get, get get a chance to say goodbye like we said was, I just need time. And you don't even get that time anymore. So it's like, ooh, it sucks. Yeah. Even move. That'll
0: preach. That'll preach. I just need time. <laughs> and now you don't even got that time. Oof, that, that hurt me. That hurt me deep. Um, No, you're absolutely right. Really? You and something he couldn't move he couldn't move and something that i keep coming back to again sort of blocking thinking about the blocking of this episode is that he remo- like he was present and i think somebody said this one of the characters said this in the show he's been present but not really present right um and the fact that he was sitting so far away in mm-hmm. the funeral the fact that he wasn't sitting near everybody before the funeral started like he was looking out the window grace checked on him then he sort of brushed her off and went in
1: mm-hmm.
0: but was sitting in the last row away from everybody like he was in a, i think he was in a row by himself and then you look at the ending mm-hmm. and he usually you know what jordan was doing in terms of jordan bringing and when jordan had said like oh i have all these people here with me um, that's something that we would see Spencer doing mm-hmm. or that's something that we would see them doing together like Spencer would be leading. Um, and mm-hmm. he couldn't even like sit in the crowd, in the community. Like he was watching it from the fence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that says mm-hmm. so much is that he, like they're using these Angles they're using this spacing to point out the fact that he's like quietly dis- distancing himself from people. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. so curious, which that would be the other that's crazy, but... yeah,
1: because
0: I don't feel like Spencer is usually the type to used to
1: other characters,
0: yeah. I don't think Spencer is usually the type to distance Mm-mm. himself, like, I think we've seen him grieve before and he'll like he'll actually like go to people for advice like tell me how i can fix this tell me how i can move past this and obviously one of the people that he would go to the most is billy and so now he doesn't have that anymore and so now we really mm-hmm. see him like mm-hmm. sort of brushing everybody everybody else off and sort of quietly uh-huh. quietly distancing himself um so that'll be interesting to see and I, I definitely mm-hmm. think they need to bring Dr. Spears back and we'll see if they do. But yeah, I just um, I'm curious to see where this this storyline this storyline goes. Um, you yeah. know Lastly, lastly, Laura Baker, Laura Baker. The person who <laughs> I think, let me say this, the parent who I think has sacrificed a lot maybe sacrificed the most and mm. has been there for everybody up until this point point. and it was great to see people and I understand like it's grief but I've, it was still great to see people not judge her choices in this episode
1: yeah they were supporting her
0: they were supporting her like when she's about the blue suit you know
1: that's my favorite suit yep
0: you know when she got angry getting back to her grief and how the actors showed grief i think monet personally i think monet did a really great job i don't think that this episode was because we have like three more episodes of it like centering on grief specifically for characters um and you know they're gonna be dealing with this through the rest of the season realistically through the rest of the series um but we have like Mm -hmm. four episodes centered on grief this was the first one and i don't feel like the intention of this episode was to show all of the emotions. I feel like the intention of this episode was to get out how numb Laura was feeling the entire time. Um, Yeah. And I feel like they, like, th- there was just so many choices. Like Laura, the character didn't even speak. Like we heard her in the voiceover, but she didn't even speak until the suit debacle which is crazy, right?
1: Yeah,
0: like that took her, yeah. And it took so much energy and it took so much effort for her to even get to a place to speak. It took, we were like, what, 20 minutes in by the time she spoke or, Mm -hmm. you know, 15 minutes in by the time she spoke. And Mm -hmm. that is crazy because we're just not used to seeing Laura like this. And like Monet going from like yelling to whispering Mm -hmm. to like exhausted. Um, it was crazy it was wild to see what, what did you what did you think about that what did you think about how Monet played played Laura and how Laura dealt with it and we, we've already touched on that she really struggled with Jabari really struggled with keeping in her anger was really struggling with like mm-hmm. I don't want Billy like I don't want to share Billy right now and I honestly was she was just like honestly I just want the funeral to be done with, and by the time she spoke, she was just like, alright, forget it, tomorrow I picked the date, the was tomorrow. And I, I just don't <laughs> know, I feel like all of those things were so true to like grief, like, just get this, I want this to be out of my mind and away from my mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed her scenes. I felt everything was valid, of everything she was feeling, especially the whole part of Jabari. I got it. Yeah, it was kind of rude at first a little bit, But I got where she was coming from because in her mind, she's thinking, well, this is the person that, you know, basically my husband died for. Mm -hmm. So why is he in my house? Why am I doing this? Then, like, she's very quiet. Then she just, like, even when she was at the, when they first walked in and she was at that, her, I think it was Jordan, her, uh, uh, Liv, they were all at the door. Mm -hmm. She's like breathing in, and she was like, "Okay, let me get through this today," because <laughs> you know it was just like a lot for her to get through. And then her having them talk to GW, and then her just being like, "Okay, you know, I like she like you said, I don't want to share with the committee. I want to, you know, have that personal time for myself. I've had that for over the past five five years. Right. So then it was like interesting that she didn't get an attitude with her family." Because I felt at first she was gonna get an attitude towards Spencer. Or, in, you know, like yeah, a she different was like way. Spencer's been like, great. I could have saw that. Yeah. And I, I was like, well, y'all you, y- 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 moved your entire stuff around for Spencer. And then I thought like something, you know, that would have been something. But I'm glad they didn't do that. They just kind of let them be together and, like, you know, show that he was really supporting the family. Instead of just having like, it be resentment towards everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be completely different. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: And quiet is like, she was harsh to Jabari. um But I do want to say that like, she was harsh. Mm-hmm. But even when she was talking to GW, she was just like, I know it's not Jabari's fault. So it was never about it being, I feel like, Jabari's fault. It was just about Jabari being a reminder of Billy. And to that point, I do think people had a reaction to her sort of not wanting Jabari to be at the be at the repast or not wanting to see him. But also, I'm just I get I get sort of both sides of this because I'm just like Laura also said she literally did not want anybody there except close friends and family,
1: <laughs> and she yeah. she
0: said that a long time ago. So it's just like why. You know, don't like. Let's not even have the opportunity for this to occur where she could, you know, get mad. Is just you know, trying to appease her at every turn. Um. So, so I understood that reaction from her when Jabari walked through the door because I feel like, you know, obviously it was Jabari at it a bit more because that's who Billy saved, and obviously she comes to the end like we talked about, and she's mm-hmm. just like, you know, this is your chance, your opportunity. I need a commitment from you. Um, But I think, have anybody else walk in there, and mm-hmm. she still would have went off, right? She went off about the sweet potatoes, so. Um, anybody else that was close friend. It was all triggering.
1: It was all triggering. It was all triggering.
0: It was all trigger- the blue suit mm-hmm. was triggering. She went off on Jordan. Layla was just like, wait, the blue suit wasn't there. I was there. Um, So, yeah. And they cut the scene. And they cut the scene where they went to go get the blue suit. <laughs> um, This is such a small detail, Mm -hmm. but I just, as an actor, I really, really love this. It's such a small moment, but please go back and watch Coop talking to Laura about Darius and holding down at work. Laura's face.
1: Oh, yeah. I was like, what does that do? Yo,
0: Laura was just like, if you "You don't get out of my face right now with this ridiculousness about Darius holding down the fort... (laughs) And I was just like, that to me, I was looking at it. To me, that's the sign of great acting is like when you can take these these smaller moments and really like show mm-hmm. that you're living you're living this person's life, right? Like again, Laura's face. I, I mm-hmm. think that she rolled her eye. Like I think that she squinted her eyes. Like, are you really talking? to me about this right now <laughs> about work right
1: now at this moment <laughs> about work in a case <laughs> like crazy you should be glad i was like coop coop is about to get you kicked out like you think that was just reserved for jabari look
0: spencer had like 5 more seconds if he had waited like 5 more seconds to enter the door laura would have went off on coop that's how she was
1: looking yeah, she probably would have. I would have laughed. I'm like, girl, it's the time or the place to be talking about some work. Yeah. When I just buried my husband. What? Um, so,
0: yeah, hats off to her. Hats off to Monet for really digging in. Again, I just have to shout out this once again is that she was just like the cat. Like, Liv flinched in one of the scenes where she was yelling, and that's sort of how the cast was reacting, I think, all day when they were shooting these scenes, is that they like Monet has never really had, as Laura has never really had to raise her voice, has never really had to be like harsh, right? She was harsh with Billy a little bit, but not even to this degree. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, she's just never mm-hmm. had to play that before. So it was shocking for a lot of the cast who worked together for five years to see this other, <clears throat> this other layer of Laura mm-hmm. and this other layer that, that Monet was bringing um, to the role. Um, and of course mm-hmm. we were able gw which again is why i think he should remain a, you know for the next couple of episodes is that gw was such a calming force and it was great to see their how far their relationship has come because mm-hmm. he was not a fan mm-hmm. at all um, but it was great to see him be calm it was great to hear that billy and gw ended on a great note they they called each other every Wednesday and ended each call with I love you I thought that was a really really great touch and eventually like that encouraged Laura to share her grief to share her grief with the mm-hmm. community and you know what I think this is a good place to to, to wrap up is that she, she ended you know in this yeah, the memorial which by the way if we forgot to say Layla got Sean Stockman to perform because Voman was one of Billy's favorites, um but at this memorial where they're having fireworks and everything like that, um Laura said like she tried to push the community away, and I feel like that's half true like I feel like she was maybe pushing the Crenshaw community away away, but one of the best parts of this episode has been something that we've been talking mm-hmm. about is the way that her immediate community. Spencer, Denise, Grace. As much as it pains me to admit it, uh, <laughs> Carter, uh, Layla. You know, like her community was there for her, um, and I think that extends to Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. But it Beverly and, and and Crenshaw and the people that are in her immediate circle did did uh did show up for her and i was happy about that because I, I know a ton of people were just like wondering how is it you know i think that people should get the baker's space and i think that they had made a really good case for why the baker should not have space and why it was so important to have everybody there um to, to be there for them all and yeah that was the that was the episode <laughs> yes for sure it was a long one. It went by super <laughs> fast. Uh, and we still got, yo, we still got three of these brief episodes left to mm-hmm. go. Thank goodness there's a break.
1: <laughs> uh, Liv's episode probably gonna scare me a Oh, same. So much Sam. So much I crying on that Ferris I'm not ready for that. And then I'm trying to figure out what was the panic attack. And I'm like, if she having a panic attack? in the car it just I don't know the car scene was a little weird I was just like I uh, guess yeah, she's not independent because I'm, I'm not sure what she's yeah. doing what
0: the... <laughs> I'm interested to see it too I'm interested and then like the floor like is that going to come at the beginning is that going to come at the end we don't even know with Layla and Jordan
1: um ugh,
0: I'm going to be gutted.
1: Yeah. I mean I thought about is he staying there yeah because we supposed to what get flashbacks
0: yeah yeah so we gonna see we don't got the synopsis so y'all gonna have to wait for that but um <laughs> that's that's what it is we'll see you march 13th thanks for listening to kimberly and i's uh review and recap of episode 512 lost one uh we're gonna come back to you with predictions once the synopsis drops and forgot to mention this Liv does know about Jordala, so we'll talk about that too uh, during the predictions. And I I think it'll come back up uh, maybe in the next episode for sure. So stay tuned for the next episode.